Somebody asked me if this global fight for freedom and equality is a race war. And I said, yeah. Yes, it is a race war. It may not be a race war in the traditional definition of what a race war is, but look closer. It is a race war. Racist white people have waged war on blackness, and their strike has been preemptive for hundreds of years. Man, listen. Let's not sugarcoat this shit. This is a race war. But black people are using love as a weapon and racist white people are using guns and knees. It is a race war. But black people are not fighting to be superior or dominant. We are fighting for equality. Black Lives Matter. People are dropping like flies in Brazil. It's crazy. Motherfuckers are dying because of COVID-19. And fam, they had a lockdown over there. Bruv, do these fucking lockdowns work? Are they effective? Because I don't think so. People are still catching the COVID. People are still dying. You look vivi. People are still dying. But listen, bruv. Life is all about Murphy's Law. Okay? What's meant to happen will happen. What will be will be. What's meant to pop will pop. And what's meant to drop will drop. And people are dropping like flies. All over the world. Bruv, yo. Over here in South Africa, the government is now digging up mass graves. They're getting ready. (laughs) They're getting ready. No, bro. My fuckers are not building castles in the sky. No, Solange. No. My fuckers are not building castles in the sky. My fuckers are digging holes in the ground. That's what's happening in South Africa. The government is getting ready, bro. My fuckers are getting ready. They're out there building fucking. Makeshift hospitals all over the place. Motherfuckers are getting ready because we haven't peaked yet over here. Oh, oh, it's about to get crazy. Bruv, listen, South Africa is going to hit 100,000 COVID 19 cases easy. Easy. Blink of an eye. It's going to be like a fucking blink of an eye, and voila, 100,000 people are out the coughing up a storm. Okay, it is what it is, bro. But, bruv, that's neither here nor there. Okay, that's neither here nor there. People are dropping like flies in Brazil. And they had a lockdown. But, bruv, during their fucking lockdown, people were doing what people do. Brazilians were doing what Brazilians do. They were out there shooting one another at the favelas. Little kids were out there snatching people's purses and headphones in Rio de Janeiro. Motherfuckers were chilling at the beach. 
Okay? And, bruv, listen. You gotta respect the beach. If you're gonna go to the beach, bruv, don't rock a face mask. Respect nature. You gotta smell everything around you. It don't matter how bad it smells. You gotta take it all in. You gotta fucking smell the water, smell the sand. You gotta take nature in. You gotta allow yourself to be one with nature. Legit. Enjoy the fucking water. Enjoy the sand. And bruv, that's life right there. That's life right there. Bruv, like sand through the hourglass. So are the days of our lives. That's life Right there. Motherfuckers were out there juggling the ball like Ronaldinho in a prison in Paraguay. Motherfuckers were out there juggling the ball like Ronaldinho on those fucking Joga Bonito videos. Some of them were fucking rolling around on the ground like Neymar. They gotta keep it Brazilian. They had to keep it Brazilian. That shit is fucking authentic. They had to keep it samba. They had to keep it samba. And bruv, I salute them for doing that. Because you know what, bro? Listen. Listen. If we die, we die. Okay? Life is all about Murphy's Law. Okay? What's meant to be will be. What's meant to happen will happen. What's meant to pop will pop. And what's meant to drop will drop. And motherfuckers are dropping like flies in Brazil. The people of Brazil got together and they said, fuck COVID-19. Fuck the world. Okay? They looked at the world and they said, you know what? This shit is fucking ending anyway. So fuck it. Fuck it. I mean, bruv, the fucking president of the USA was hiding in a bunker last week. Okay? The world is about to end. Okay? Buckle the fuck up. Strap up. Nuts up. Because it's about to get real. The president of America was hiding in a bunker. Bruv, there's a fucking fence around the White House. Okay, There's a fucking fence Around the White House So bruv Donald Trump built that wall But he built that wall uh, Around him Right Right He was like build that wall Build that wall And he did He did But he didn't build the wall around America He built the wall around him. And bruv, listen. You gotta respect that shit. You gotta respect it. Because he's a man of his word. Okay? He's a man of his word. He kept his promise. He said, listen. I'm gonna build a wall. And he did. He did. And bruv, you gotta respect that. This fucking asshole said he's gonna build a wall. And he did it. He built a wall around himself. And bruv, you gotta respect that shit. Because, bruv, yo, there comes a time where you got to play defense. Okay? There comes a time where you got to get your fucking Mayweather on, bro. You can't be out there fucking. Just fucking throwing fists all over the place. You can't be like Tyson all the time. Nah. 
You can't be like fucking Deontay Wilder all the time. No. No, you can't be out the fucking throwing uppercuts all the time. Ah. Throwing fucking hooks all the time. No. At some point, you gotta play defense. You gotta play defense, bro. Legit. And that's what Donald Trump is doing. Bruv, I've got a question to all of these fucking assholes who voted for Donald Trump. What the fuck were y'all thinking? Hmm? What the fuck were y'all thinking? You motherfuckers played yourselves. It is what it is. Motherfuckers were out there voting because they wanted their coal mining jobs back. Bruh. It's 2020. Okay? And you motherfuckers want coal? Y'all want coal? You motherfuckers want coal in 2020. I mean, come on, bro. Let's do better. Right? Like, bro, let's do better, bro. You motherfuckers want coal? Motherfuckers are out there mining Bitcoin and y'all want to mine coal. That's insane. Bruv, kids are scamming people using cryptocurrency and you motherfuckers want to mine coal. Bruv, 16-year-olds are out there stealing hundreds of millions of dollars using Bitcoin and you motherfuckers want to mine coal. The fuck? Life is crazy, bro. Life is fucking insane. And bruv, shout out to the mayor of Washington, D.C. Her name is Muriel Bowser. Right? Bruv, she painted a whole block. She painted a whole street. And bruv, this street leads up to the White House. And she renamed the street to fucking Black Lives Matter Plaza. Hey, bruv, listen, balls, okay? Hey, fam, 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 balls, salute to Muriel Bowser, she fucking gets it, she gets it, she fucking gets it, and bruv, you gotta respect that shit, but I digress, People are dropping like flies in Brazil. Okay? There's no fucking Ronaldo to save him. There's no Pele to save him. There's no fucking Robinho to save him. There's no Coutinho to save him. There's no Ronaldinho to save him. There's no Maui Mawino to save him. These motherfuckers are on their own. Okay? They are on their own. Some people are out there saying, hey, listen, uh, 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 people are dying. Uh, they're out there freaking out. Motherfuckers are freaking out. Health workers are freaking out. They're out there going, oh, people, uh, they, they're dying uh, a larger number. They, they, they're just uh, uh, dropping like, uh, like flies. Where it is, Brazil has around, what, 600,000 COVID-19 cases and motherfuckers are just dying. And now the fucking Brazilian government is easing lockdown rules because, bro, economy.
That's why. That's why, bro. We gotta reopen the economy. We gotta reopen the world. We gotta reopen the favelas. Make the fucking favelas great again. Okay? We gotta reopen. We gotta reopen the world, bro. Globalization. World trade. Okay? The fucking Silk Road. <laughs> okay, bro? We gotta reopen. We gotta manufacture some shit. China, Vietnam, everybody, wake up. We gotta get back to work. So the fucking Brazilian government has no choice. They gotta reopen. It don't matter who's dying. It don't matter who's living. We gotta fucking reopen. Motherfuckers out there crying. Oh, the, the, don't reopen. Oh, people are dying. People are dying. And then the president of Brazil, a guy by the name of Jair Bolsonaro. Jair. You know? Hey, but no H. With a fucking J. Right? Put a J in it. It's hair, but, you know, no H. You know, H sucks, I mean. Right? Put a fucking J in it. J Bolsonaro, a made man. Bruv, look into his eyes. You can see that this fucking guy has killed many people. And listen, bruv, I respect that. I respect that because what motherfuckers are getting out of pocket. What motherfuckers are getting out of pocket. We gotta dig mass graves. Okay? We gotta dig mass graves because me and my goons, ratatata, ratatata, ratata. Right? Right? Bruv, Jair Bolsonaro, he's got balls and narrow. He's got fucking cojones. He's a man amongst boys. He's a leader amongst followers. Jack came out and said, wait, what? What? The, the, the COVID-19 numbers are, are, are rising? Uh, okay. That's good, right? That's good because, because death is everyone's destiny. That's what he said. That's what the president of Brazil said when they told him about the fucking rising numbers of COVID-19. And he said, listen, I don't give a fuck who dies. I don't give a fuck who lives because death is everyone's destiny. Bruh, that shit is poetic. That shit is fucking poetic, bruv. Listen, listen. I honestly don't know what's going to happen to colleges and universities post-COVID-19. Right? But, bruv, when I heard Bolsonaro speak, I was like, damn. That's why we all need college. That's why we all need university. Because without university, without tertiary education, we cannot be great poets. We cannot be great thinkers. Bolsonaro is a great thinker because he's educated. Bolsonaro is a philosopher because he's educated, bruv. We need fucking universities. 
We do. So that we can learn literature. We can learn words. We can learn philosophy. Right? Anthropology. We can learn people. Right? Politics. Social engagement. So that we can learn how to think, how to write, how to speak. We need good orators in the future. We need great thinkers in the future. And Bolsonaro is a great thinker. We need more of him. We need more people like Bolsonaro. Legit. We need great thinkers. We need people who have this fucking great ability Right? Of fucking articulating things that many people fail to fucking, you know, describe in words. We need people who are able to describe the undescribable. That's what we need. And Bolsonaro is that type of person. We need more of him. We need thinkers in the future, bro. Okay? That's what we need. That's what we fucking need. Legit. I mean, bruv, listen. Iran has enough uranium to make two nuclear bombs. We need somebody who has the ability to make sense of that. Okay? Iran. The country that America almost went to war with at the top of this year, at the top of this fucking (laughs) wild year, now has enough uranium to make two nuclear bombs. Okay? Two nuclear bombs. We need thinkers. We need philosophers. We need great Speakers, great writers, poets. Okay? That's what we need. We need liberal arts students to make sense of that situation in Iran. They have enough uranium to make two nuclear bombs. Bruh. Bruh, listen. Listen, man. I don't have the answers. But I do. Okay? I don't have the answers, but I do. Listen to me, bruv. And listen to me carefully. Death is everyone's destiny. Now start the podcast. My best A cornucopia of truths. Might as well, might as well, might as well, might as well.
held his own against students who had a far better formal education than he. I'm saying you're talking about me about some draft, and all of you white boys are breaking your neck to get to Switzerland and Canada and London. I'm not going to help nobody get something my Negroes don't have. If I'm going to die, I'll die now right here fighting you. If I'm going to die, you my enemy. My name is a white people, not Vietcongs or Chinese or Japanese. You my opposer when I want freedom. You my opposer when I want justice. You my opposer when I want equality. You won't even stand up for me in America for my religious beliefs, and you want me to go somewhere and fight, but you won't even stand up for me here at home. Bruv, let's keep it two Virgils. Let's be honest. Let's keep it 100. Let's not bullshit one another, bruv. Listen, fam. When Off-White drops t-shirts with the words, fuck them kids, in quotation marks, in a Helvetica font. Bruv, when those t-shirts drop, I'm copping. Okay? I'm buying those off-white t-shirts. <laughs> no, I mean those all-white t-shirts. Because off-white is now all-white. Because Virgil is a coon. But it is what it is. That's neither here nor there. When those t-shirts drop, I am buying those t-shirts. I don't give a fuck how much they're going to cost. I'm pretty sure they're going to be $1,000. I'm copying. I'm copping. Listen, bruv, at least I'm honest. I'm not lying to y'all. I'm just keeping it to Virgil's. I'm just keeping it a hundred with y'all. All facts. Bruv, Virgil Ablo, or is it Ablo? Ablo, uh-uh. He pulled up last week, right, on Instagram with a fucking screenshot of a donation he had just made. He donated... To a fund, because last week, black kids were rioting, right? Throughout all Virgil states in America, right? All Virgil states. All Virgil states, bruv. They said, fuck the police. And you know what, bruv? I'm all in. I support that. I co-signed that. Fuck the police, bro. Fuck 12. So, bruv, last week, America was burning. And America is still burning. Right? And of course, some of the kids who were protesting last week got arrested by the cops. And many funds popped up, right? To try to raise money to bail out these protesters. And Virgil decided to donate to one of those funds. And I think the fund is called Fem Power. F-E-M Power. And uh, our beloved... Virgil Ablo, Ablo, uh uh-uh. Our beloved Virgil donated $50 to Femme Power. Okay? $50. This fucking guy sells socks, off-white socks for like $100 or some shit. Right? He's got fucking t-shirts. That sell for fucking five times that price. He donated $50. Five zero. Bruv, yo. 
ain't this guy a millionaire? I I mean I mean yeah. huh? He donated fifty dollars. Let that sink in. This guy designs shit for fucking Louis Vuitton, right? He designs shit for Off White. He works with Nike. Like, yo, bro, aren't those companies paying Virgil? Huh? Like, bro, yo, fam, is Virgil upload? Uh, uh, is he on minimum wage? Hmm? Like, bro, what's going on over there? He donated $50 and then he took a fucking screenshot. Of that fucking transaction. A screenshot of the donation. And he posted that screenshot on Instagram stories. Bruv. How out of touch is Virgil? I mean, bruv, yo. For a person who's one of the leaders of fucking street culture. And put that in air quotes. Right? For a guy who's one of the leaders. Air quotes. Of street culture. Bruh. He seems out of touch. He seems out of the fucking loop. Like bruh. Virgil. Is just. He's out of touch. Like I, I really don't know what to say. This fucking dude. Is disengaged. From reality. Honestly. He's out of the fucking loop. He doesn't get it. Virgil, learn to read the fucking room. Okay? And bruv, listen, our beloved Virgil, Ablo, uh-uh, wasn't done. He wasn't done. Right? He shared the fucking screenshot and then he went on to say some other stuff. Right? He was like, hey, listen, uh, I'm inspired by the kids. You inspired by the kids? To do what? To design another pair of jeans? To design another pair of sneakers? To design a fucking hoodie? A t-shirt? Like, bruv, what did these fucking protesting kids inspire you to do? Because evidently, they didn't really inspire you. Right? Evidently, you didn't glean... A lot of fucking inspiration from him. Because you donated $50. You donated $50. So what? Did the kids inspire you to donate $50? Is that what they did? And then... Virgil decided to go on a fucking rant... About these protesters, right? Because some of these protesters were looting. So he decided to address the looters, right? A couple of his friends owned stores and um, their stores got looted. People like Sean Witherspoon. People like fucking Mark Jacobs, right? A lot of people, right? And uh, Virgil's store got looted in Chicago. The RSVP gallery got looted as well. So, he decided to address these fucking looters. He was like, hey, listen, bruv. Y'all know Sean. 
Hang your heads in shame. Why did y'all take his fucking merchandise? I want you guys to look at the merchandise y'all stole, right? And feel the shame. But you know what? If it makes you feel good, keep it. Keep it. He's out there talking about how they brought international shit to, to Chicago. Like, ooh, we opened a store 11 years ago, me and Don C. Because we realized that, you know, we saw some shit that wasn't here. So we decided to bring that shit from abroad to Chicago. Listen, bro, I don't really give a fuck. I don't really give a fuck about his whole fucking, you know, speech and shit. Like, listen. The main point is, Virgil doesn't get it. Virgil is out there cooning. Virgil is out there playing himself. Bruv, yo, fam. Like, dudes like Virgil, they, they puzzle me. Right? Because... They are a fucking paradox, right? Like, he gets the culture on one hand, and then on the other, he he seems fucking disengaged from it. That's weird. Like, he gets it, but he doesn't, right? He's here with us, but at the same time, he's not. And bruv, you know, I always say to people around me that I've never seen myself with a white partner. I've never seen myself dating a white woman. I've never seen myself having kids with a white woman. I've never seen myself marrying a white woman. And um, dudes like Virgil, who are married to white women... Tend to behave the way that he did last week. Right? It's like they are for the culture, but they hate themselves at the same time. Right? They are for black culture, but they also hate black culture. You feel me? I mean, dudes like Virgil... Tend to only be black when they can sell blackness. Right? Because blackness goes beyond our skin color. Blackness is culture. Right? Blackness is beliefs. Right? There's a, there's a bit of religion in there. Right? Blackness is ideology. Right? Blackness is philosophy. Right? Blackness is an energy. Blackness goes beyond our skin color. You feel me? It's a way of life. So, there are people who have. Black skin, but they don't embody 
blackness as a whole. They don't embody the entity that is blackness. They don't embody the energy that is blackness. Right? They are what I like to call halfway black. You know? They are black, but, ah, you know, not really. You feel me? And people just fucking went ham on Virgil. Bruv, yo, he trended literally all week last week. He trended the whole fucking week last week. And now the $50 is now called the Virgil. People now call the $50 note the Virgil. So anything that has 50 in it is now a Virgil, right? America has 50 states. Well, those states are now Virgil states, right? And brav, it's incredible what Americans achieved last week. It's incredible what black people worldwide achieved last week. Bruv, all 50 states in America protested. All Virgil states. All of them. That shit was beautiful to see. That's incredible. That's incredible. Enough is enough. Right? And it was beautiful to see that all Virgil states in America recognize that. Right? Including the racist ones. They all protested And that shit was dope I saw people protesting in London You know Black Lives Matter was fucking trending all over the place It's still trending And that shit is dope We need more of that And I saw some people Trying to fucking switch up the fucking narrative They tried to change the narrative Oh, all lives matter. Yeah, they do. But, but, evidently, they don't at the same time. Right? All lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, when it comes to black lives, there's a fucking asterisk. You know? So, all lives can't matter when black lives don't. Doesn't make any sense. When people say all lives matter, like, what what, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say all lives except for black lives matter? Is that what you are trying to say? Bruv, all lives can't matter until black lives do. That's just how it goes. Okay? That's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. How are y'all all without black people? You know what I mean? Like, how are y'all y'all without black people? All lives without black people doesn't make any sense. Right? So in order for us to get to a place where all lives really matter... We have to fucking make sure that black lives do.
right? We have to fucking fix this problem. We have to ensure that black people are not being killed senselessly. First, let's start there. Let's start with black lives. First, I get that all lives matter. That shit is cute. But let's make sure that black lives matter too. And then all lives can matter. Right? Until black people stop getting killed senselessly. Then we can co-sign the all lives matter hashtag. Right? Then we can co-sign the All Lives Matter movement. But first, we have to make sure that black lives matter. We have to start here. All lives can't matter until black lives do. Worldwide. World fucking wide. You know? Rest in peace to George Floyd. You know, rest in peace, man. His death sparked this whole thing. And that shit is beautiful. It's sad, but beautiful. There's beauty in everything. There's beauty in tragedy. Right? There's beauty in everything. There's beauty in everything, bruv. And so when I see people who are supposed to be for us, Being against us. The beauty kind of dies a little bit. You know. When I see black people. Literally being against black people. That shit hurts. I mean what Virgil did last week is. Is anti-black. I don't care what he said afterwards. I don't care if he put up a fucking black square on Blackout Tuesday. I don't give a fuck what he did afterwards. Because he did release a statement, right? He did address the situation. And that statement, by the way, was supposed to be on the New York Times. I read a piece by Vanessa Friedman, right? Who is the the fashion head. At the NYT. And she said, hey, Virgil wanted to give us a statement and then he fucking pulled it. Right? He pulled the fucking statement and he dropped the statement on his social media platform. That statement was garbage. This fucking dude, I I really don't get it. Like, does Virgil have black friends? And by black friends, I mean black friends that embody blackness in its entirety. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about these fucking halfway black people that he has around him. No. I'm not talking about Heron Preston. All of these guys are with white women. I don't get it. Like, I don't fucking get it. That whole clique, that whole fucking clique is either dating or married to white women. I don't get it. That shit is weird. And listen, bruv, there's nothing wrong with interracial relationships. They are beautiful. They are progressive. But bruv, yo, you can't truly be about blackness when... 
you are married to a white person, especially if you are married to a white person who doesn't really get it, right? Especially if you are married to a white person who grew up in a fucking bubble, right? Like, bruv, look at Michael Rappaport, for example. He's married to a black woman, right? And he gets it because he grew up around black people. That situation is different. Unless if Virgil was married to a white woman who gets it, like Michael Rappaport, then I co-sign that. But, bruv, we all know the reality, right? Most of these niggas who are married to white women, they are married to the kinds of white women who don't get blackness. They fell in love with a black dude, but... They don't get blackness. They don't get the fucking essence of black. Right? They don't get it. They really don't. So, I really don't understand the click. Heron Preston, Virgil, you know, Ivan Jasper, Kanye West. They are all... Either dating or married to white women. I, I really don't get it. I understand the whole fucking progressive aspect of it. But how can you really be about black when you are not with black? Right? How can you really be about black when you are not with a white person who truly understands black? They fell in love with it, but do they understand it? Are they truly connected to it? And I'm not saying that these niggas need to be married or they need to be dating wiggers. No, I'm not saying date a white person who behaves like a black person. All I'm saying is, are you with a white person who gets it? And getting it goes beyond, yeah, I understand that, you know, white cops are killing black people. I understand that. No, it goes beyond that. Does he or she, the person that you are with, who's from another race, does he or she truly understand what blackness is? You know, look at your partners. If you are in a fucking interracial relationship, look at your partner. Right? Does he or she understand what blackness is? I don't think these guys are married to white women who understand what blackness is. Right? They fell in love with black and some of their fucking women want to look black. They tan, they get big asses, right? They get fucking lip injections. They do all of that. They love black features, but do they understand blackness? That's the question we all need to be asking ourselves, right? And listen, bruv, salute to all the fucking white allies out there. 
Salute to all the white allies out there. It's beautiful to see white people marching with black people. That shit is dope. But we also need to be careful. All of us, black and white. We all need to be careful. Right? We all need to be careful. Because. Because. When black people... Get white allies to push back against systematic oppression. To push back against institutional racism. When we get white allies to help us fight the power, the fucking pretext for oppression shifts from race to class. So we all need to be careful. We all need to smarten up. Because the next thing you know, the pretext for oppression is going to switch. It's going to fucking switch. From race to class. And then suddenly a race war becomes a class war. So we all need to be careful. We all need to smarten up. We all need to fucking smarten up Honestly It was beautiful to see Apple Literally pause all fucking browsing On Apple Music And they only played Black music On Blackout Tuesday last week That shit was beautiful They blacked out Apple Music And only played Black Music via fucking Beats Radio. That shit was beautiful. That shit was fucking dope. Bruv, Nickelodeon played a video with the words, I can't breathe for 8 minutes and 46 seconds instead of cartoons last week Tuesday. 8 minutes, 46 seconds. That was powerful. 8 minutes 46 seconds. That's all it took. That's all it took for George Floyd to die. 8 minutes and 46 seconds. That's all it took for a fucking black life to perish. And so when I saw that. I was like, oh, yo, bruv, listen, salute. Because we need all the help we can get. Salute. Salute to our white allies. Salute. And listen, black people, black people, my people, my brothers and sisters, If white people don't want to post about our struggle, about our pain, about our fight, it's okay. It's okay. Don't punish them for that. Because they have to feel the pain. And if they don't, there's nothing we can do. 
White people have to fucking feel the pain, bruv. They have to feel blackness. They have to feel this energy. In order for them to care, they have to feel it. And if they don't feel it, it's okay. It's okay. Don't force them to post. If white people are not about the struggle, it's okay. It's cool. It's okay. They deserve to relax. Let them enjoy their white privilege. Let them get their fucking mocha whatever from Starbucks. Let them watch their fucking reality TV shows and disengage from reality. Let them enjoy themselves while the world is burning. It's okay. Some people live in bubbles and it's okay. They have the right to. They have the right to. So don't force white people to be about the struggle when they're not. Right? Because when you force them to be about the struggle, right? And then they post on their fucking social media platforms that black lives matter. What does that mean, really? Huh? I mean, bruv, yo, what's the fucking use of that? Legit. It's fucking useless. Right? It's an exercise in futility. When white people post about Black Lives Matter, but they don't really feel... Like black lives matter. What's the use? It's useless. If they don't feel that black lives matter. And then they post that black lives matter. That whole equation is a fucking disaster. That equation is one of the problems with the world right now. Honestly. All facts. And bruv, listen, I know that some of these white corporations and some of these white people who are posting the fucking Black Lives Matter hashtag don't really mean it. I know. I know. They are just fucking sharing that Black Lives Matter to cover their asses, to protect their businesses. Right? To protect their images. I get it. I know. I know. I'm not stupid, bro. I understand. I get it. There's a lot of people faking jacks. There's a lot of people faking jacks. But also, there's a lot of people who really stand with us. There's a lot of white people who really stand with black people. And that shit is beautiful. And that shit is just amazing. I co-sign it. I'm all for it. I salute all of them. Thank you. Thank you. For helping us to fight the power. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know? We are living in a crazy time. But bruv, in order for us to achieve sanity, we have to go through this madness. Right? We have to go through this madness. There's a reason behind it. 
There's a fucking method behind it. There's genius behind it. The world has to go through this crazy period in order for us to achieve sanity. In order for us to achieve equality. In order for us to achieve peace. Right? We have to burn shit in order for us to rise from it. Like a phoenix. We have to. We have to fucking burn shit. It has to burn in order for leaders to understand that there's a problem. In order for leaders to understand that things need to change. Shit has to burn. Right? Because when shit burns, it affects people's money. And those people are super powerful. Right? And those powerful people fund our politicians, our leaders, our presidents. And in order for the fucking leaders, presidents, senators, mayors, whatever the fuck. In order for those people to understand that the system has to change. You have to fucking affect their money. Right? And sometimes you have to use arson and violence. In order to affect somebody else's money. And that's what those protesters last week were doing. They were using arson. And violence. Right? Not only to show their frustrations. No. No. But. To impact. The pockets of those. Who continue to oppress them. Because the world only understands two things. Money and violence. Bruv, there's no time for soft shit. There's no time for that. There's no time for that. Bruv, when you have the president of the most powerful country in the world. Shooting protesters with rubber bullets. Just so that he can cross the fucking street. To go stand outside of a church with a Bible in hand for a fucking photo op. Bruv, you know shit has hit the fan. Honestly. Honestly. Donald Trump was out there taking pictures with a fucking Bible in hand. Huh? Bruv, yo, a lot of fucking Jewish people were getting flashbacks to Hitler because Hitler has a similar fucking picture where he's standing with a fucking Bible in hand. I mean, bruv, yo, fam, do you think people like Donald Trump and Hitler have ever fucking prayed in their lives? Do you think that they really fucking believe in Jesus and the fucking Holy Spirit? Like, bro, yo, what fucking hymns do you think Donald Trump knows? Because I think he doesn't know any. He was out there posing with a fucking Bible in his hands. I was like, damn, bro, that super small, tiny Bible fits perfectly in his hands. Now it all makes sense. It all makes perfect fucking sense. Bruv, he was out there posing with that Bible like it was a fucking 13-year-old girl from Guatemala. Legit. 
damn, bruv. He was super comfortable with that Bible. I was like, bruv, yo, I'd like to know how old is that Bible. Because he seemed super fucking comfortable around it. Bruv, Anonymous pulled up last week and said, yo, D. Trump and fucking Jeffrey Epstein were out there just fucking young girls. Not even young girls. Fucking kids. Fucking toddlers. Okay? These fucking dudes are nasty. People like fucking Donald Trump belong in jail and also they belong in hell. Right? They belong in fucking hell. But bruv, he's so fucking miserable that he's already in hell. Put him in a cage. Put him in a fucking cage, bruv. These fucking people, man. Like, yo, I, I, I really... I don't understand... What happened in order for them to be who they are. Because some of them have been privileged their whole lives, right? They had everything from the jump. Or maybe that's the problem, right? Having everything is the problem. Like, having everything but lacking the humility to handle it is the problem, right? Lacking the fucking tools to handle everything that you've been blessed with eventually becomes a problem, right? Because Donald Trump has been privileged his whole life. He's been a millionaire his whole life. He's been rich his whole life. So he... He's basically in a fucking prison. Right? A privileged prison. That's what he's in. He's stuck in that. And people like that are very dangerous because they believe that they deserve everything. They have never heard somebody say no to them. Right? So, their fucking idea of reality is is flawed. It's warped. Right? And there's a lot of fucking sadness in that. You know? I mean, of course, there's sadness in poverty. There's sadness in your mom or, or father struggling. There's sadness in that. There's sadness in not being able to afford your school fees. The sadness in not being able to go to the university or college of your dreams. There's sadness in that. But also there's sadness in being able to do those things. But lacking the morality to handle those things. Two things can be true. Right? Because poverty and privilege are two sides of the same coin. You know? That shit is very sad, man. It's super, super sad. And so, like, people like Donald Trump, they end up going crazy. They end up losing their fucking minds. You know? 
Because they grew up with a bunch of fucking yes men around them. They've never heard a no. Nobody has ever fucking pushed back, you know, on their fucking ideas or their way of life. Until now, right? Until now, the entire fucking United States of America is pushing back against his fucking racist rhetoric. People are pushing back against his fucking racist ideas. Right? And now, like, you know, you, you can see those cracks popping up. And those cracks have been building up ever since he was born. They've been building up. And now we are seeing them. You know, in all of their fucking glory. On our screens. On our phones. Everywhere. Right? That shit is sad, man. That shit is fucking sad. But bruv, in all honesty, man. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck him. Fuck Donald Trump. And everybody who loves him. Because those motherfuckers are enablers. Those motherfuckers allow him to say the shit that he's saying. They allow him to do all of these fucking crazy things that he's doing. Right? So fuck him and everybody who loves him. Bruv, yo, I feel bad for his wife. What's her name? Melanin? Melon? What's her name? Melanie? What's her fucking name? Mallory? Melody, what's her fucking name? Melania, Melania Trump. I feel bad for fucking Melanin Trump over there. Honestly, I feel bad for fucking Watermelon Trump. I feel bad for her. Honestly, man. Like, bro, yo, I saw a video last week. Of Donald Trump and fucking Watermelon Trump standing outside of a building, right? And Donald Trump is literally saying to her, hey, smile. Donald Trump is out there with a fake smile on. I'm like, bruv, the country is burning. Your fucking country is on fire. And you are out there smiling like you are on fucking candid camera. Bruh. The fuck. And bruv, you can tell that fucking melanin was fucking uncomfortable. She didn't like that whole thing. She was uncomfortable. She was rocking these humongous fucking shades. I was like, damn bruv. She was probably crying before they left the fucking building. She was crying. Bruv, I feel bad for Melania, man. Legit. I feel bad for Melania. And therein lies the lesson, right? To all of you fucking TLC fans, therein lies the lesson. Bruv, these 90-day fiancé type relationships never work out, Okay? These fucking intercontinental relationships never work out. Bruv, where the fuck is Melania from? Russia? Chechnya? 
Ukraine. Where is she from? Serbia. Who the fuck knows? But bruv, she's from fucking parts unknown. She's from parts medieval. Legit. Legit, bruv. Bruv, you can tell that Melania Trump, okay, is from a fucking family of vampires. Legit. All facts. These are all fucking facts, bruv. You know? These fucking intercontinental relationships never work out. They never work out, bruv. You know? I feel bad for Melania. Right? I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her, bruv. She was fucking stolen. Right? In a village somewhere in fucking Serbia. Stolen and sold to the highest fucking orange bidder. Donald Trump. Right? He copped her for fucking panties on the dollar. I feel bad for Melania, bro. I feel bad, man. Life is sad, bro. Life is fucking sad. And, bro, speaking of Donald Trump, like... You know, Donald Trump has this ongoing beef with social media platforms. Right? He feels like they are deplatforming some Republicans, right? Some Republican party members. He feels like his messages are not reaching enough people because they are fucking shadow banning uh him and his people like you know it's it's a whole thing right he's, he's got beef you know he's got beef with fucking facebook and twitter and all of that and um twitter has started labeling some of his fucking tweets right if there is fucking misinformation on those tweets they start labeling that hey you know, you might want to do more research with regards to this topic that the president is uh, currently breaking down on Twitter. Right. And um, they started labeling his tweets, you know, if they're offensive, you know, they label that um, the the tweets might be fucking offensive to sensitive people. Um, they started fucking hitting him with these fucking, you know, typical type. Uh, warning labels, right? And um, I I'm seeing a lot of fucking liberals co-sign Twitter for that. I'm seeing a lot of fucking people from the left co-sign Twitter for basically censoring Donald Trump. And um. Mark Zuckerberg was getting dragged last week for opposing um, Twitter's way of, of doing things. He was like, hey, listen, I don't want us to be the fucking arbiters of truth, right? I don't want Facebook to be the fucking arbiter of truth. So we are not going to censor people, even those who are offending others. They have a right to say offensive things. And you know what, bruv? 
in all honesty, I I agree with Mark Zuckerberg. Because if Donald Trump wasn't saying the things that he's saying, if he wasn't tweeting the things that he's tweeting, if he wasn't posting the things that he's posting, we weren't going to know his true character. We weren't going to know who he really is. Right? So, in a very weird way, him posting the things that he's been posting over the past few years has let us know that, A, we don't want to keep this guy in power for too long, right? As the world, as a fucking global community, we don't want this fucking guy to continue to be in power because with him in power, the whole world is fucked. This guy could spark up a World War Three, legit. Right? And so if he didn't fucking tweet those those vile things that he's been tweeting, we were all going to be in the dark. He was just gonna be a fucking mystery. So I believe that his posts have helped us to see the truth in its entirety. They've helped us in our activism. They've helped us in our fight against the powerful and wealthy. Right? They've helped us. All of us. So I believe that if we start censoring People for what they believe or for saying what they believe in. We are playing a dangerous game and also we are not helping ourselves. We are doing ourselves a fucking disservice. We need these fucking racist people to say those racist things so that we can be able to fucking identify who are the fucking wolves in sheep's clothing. We need the fucking wolves, right, to expose themselves. And the only way they can expose themselves is through free speech. Allow them to say those things. Allow Donald Trump to get on Twitter and wild out. Allow Elon Musk to get on Twitter and wild out. Right? So that we can know who is who. Bruv, listen. I want my fucking racism to be overt. That's how I like my fucking racism. I like my racism overt. If you are going to hate me for being black, please tell me. Tell me. If you hate my blackness, please. Please, ma'am, sir, please tell me. I want to know. Don't hide it. Don't fucking hide it. You know? Don't hide it. I mean, bruv, look at people like Ellen, right? Ellen DeGeneres. I'm not saying she's racist, right? But, you know, judging by the things that we've been hearing, who knows? But she's been fucking hiding her meanness all this time. Right? 
The real Ellen has been hidden for years. Bruv, yo, 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 what the fuck is wrong with Ellen? Bruv, she's always coming out the fucking closet. Always. Always. Right? She came out of the fucking lesbian closet. And now people are literally dragging her out of her fucking mean-hearted closet. It's insane. You know? So, bruv, she's been hiding that. Up until people decided, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. We are going to expose her. But listen, bruv. Listen. If her former employees didn't expose her, we weren't going to know. So our idea of Ellen was always going to be positive. Legit. So we need these platforms. We need these people to be exposed. Either by us, the people, or, or themselves. They can expose themselves. Donald Trump has exposed himself. I mean, bruv, look at this fucking Amy Cooper situation. Right? Many people that fucking know Amy Cooper were shocked when that video popped up. Right? When that fucking Central Park video popped up. Everybody was fucking shocked. They were like, damn. I thought Amy was progressive. Right? Everybody thought Amy was progressive because that's what she presented herself to be. Bruv, she was out there adopting animals. You know, donating to fucking animal shelters. She is a liberal. Right? She's a liberal. She was hiding her racism until it was exposed on social media. We need social media to remain free. We need social media to remain senseless. Because let me tell you this, bruv. The moment they start censoring what people say, the moment these social media platforms start acting as fucking arbiters of truth, we will never know what's real and what's not. We are going to truly be in a fucking simulation. We need these platforms to remain free. We need these platforms to remain fucking open. Right? To the good and the bad. You know? We need to know that there are bad people out there. We can't live in this fucking bubble where everything is all sunshine and rainbows. No! I want to know. I want to see the bad people. I want to be able to fucking identify who likes me and who doesn't. Honestly. Honestly. So, bruv, let's keep it a buck, bruv. Let's be honest. You know? Let's be honest. We need these platforms to be open. You know? We need them to be open to all ideas. The good, the bad, and the fucking racist. You know? I mean, bruv, everybody had this fucking... Wild idea of Virgil Abloh. Abloh, uh-uh. Right? Everybody thought he's a fucking visionary, yo. Right? Because before he posted last week, before he said all those wild things last week, you know, people thought he's a fucking mystery, like a man of mystery. Right? Like, bro, everybody thought, yo, this guy is a godlike figure. 
You know, a visionary, a genius. That's what everybody thought. And then he started speaking reckless. And then people realized that, oh, (laughs) our icon has been dumb all this time. And we didn't know. Why? Because everything he was saying was curated. Everything he did prior to last week was curated. He curated everything you saw, everything you heard, right? He built himself up to be this fucking godlike figure when he wasn't. He built himself up to be this fucking genius who gives a fuck about the quote-unquote culture when he wasn't. Bruv, I'm just keeping it two Virgils today. Legit, I'm keeping it 100. I'm keeping it two Virgils, Right? So, bruv, imagine if social media was censored. We weren't going to see that. We weren't going to see that. So we need people. We need assholes to come out and actually fucking hang themselves on social media. Social media is a fucking public hanging. And I love it. Right? I love it because the people who are fucking dangling by their necks... Hanged themselves Right Motherfuckers are hanging themselves All day every day Bruv Remember a few episodes Back Yo I think it's like Damn that's like months ago That's sometime last year Like Around episode 130 something 140 something I spoke about a girl By the name of Tijo Who hooked up with a fucking soccer player Over here Some young girl Right Some young fucking Twat Right? Some young fucking cunt floating around South Africa. She's what, 19, 18? Who gives a fuck? These days, these fucking kids are are so in a fucking hurry to grow up that they are doing wild shit. Right? This fucking 18, 19 year old girl was out there just co signing rape. Like she was literally co signing rape. She was all over social media. Word is a friend of hers got raped and she knew about it and it's 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 a whole thing. Right? And evidently she didn't care. She was like, hey, it's not my fault she got raped. You know what I mean? She's like, hey, listen, hey. Bruv, yo, how crazy are people? That like bruv, we live in a crazy world. Honestly. Like, fam, this world is so crazy that we got 19-year-olds. Just fucking wilding out. What happened to just being a kid, bro? Like when you are 19, you're still a fucking kid, man. You know, in many ways. Bruv, I'm 28 and I'm still a kid. Legit. I honestly believe that I'm never gonna actually feel like an adult. Because, yo, as I'm growing, I realize that we are all kids. Right? We are all kids. We just got fucking taller. Right? Bigger. That's all we did. We are all big kids. Right? That's all fucking adults are. I'm a fucking adult, but I'm a child. I'm 28. This fucking kid is 19. She's got fucking 10 years on me. Right? And she's out there fucking behaving like a seasoned vet. It's insane. 
It's fucking crazy, bro. It's crazy that a 19-year-old who grew up with the fucking internet has views like that. But that's life, though, right? Some of these fucking kids get indoctrinated in these fucking wild beliefs, in these wild fucking ideas. And fam, this fucking youth indoctrination is happening all around the world. And in some countries, it's embedded in the system. In South Africa, it's not systematic. It's cultural, right? Because these kids are too eager to grow. They're in a rush. They're in a hurry to be grown-ups, to be adults. So they end up rushing through their fucking teen phase. And that shit is sad, right? Because they end up getting exposed to things that they shouldn't be exposed to at a young age. And that shit fucks with their psyche, Right? And it blurs their teenage years. And that shit is sad. Because, bruv, yo, yo, when you are still a teen, bro, fam, life is supposed to be fun. You are supposed to be learning about the world, learning about yourself. Right? But these kids, man, like they, they're in a hurry. They want to be adults so bad that they end up behaving like 40 year olds. They end up carrying themselves like 40-year-olds. They end up doing 40-year-old things at the age of 18 and 19. And that shit is sad. But inshallah, right? They have a right. They have a right to do that. They have a right to be, you know, 19-year-olds, 40-year-olds. It's crazy. You know? Bruv, indoctrination is, is super wild, bruv. Look at China, man. China is fucking wild because over there it's systematic, right? These kids are literally taught from a young age, right, that they need to respect the fucking Communist Party. They are taught to fucking bow down to the party. And that shit is sad. But bruv, do you know what's sadder about this Chinese situation? Well, the older generation is more progressive than the younger generation. That shit is fucked up. Because the younger generation is used to the system of control. It's normal to them, right? It's fucking normal to them. They know that they need to fucking bow down to the Communist Party and just keep it moving. They are used to being watched 24-7. This system is normal to them. The system of oppression is normal to them. Bruv, the genius thing about the Chinese government is that they have normalized oppression. You know? They've normalized it. That shit is deep. But they've fucking somehow found a way to normalize oppression. You know? And these fucking kids... In China, are used to that, right? So much so that they now protect that. They protect censorship. They protect the system of control because that's all they know. And so, bruv, there's now a fucking generation war over there because the older generation remembers a time when China was open to the world, Right? They remember a time when China was freer than it is today. You know, that shit is wild, man. 
And that's not how life is supposed to be, right? Young people are supposed to be more progressive, you know? Young people are supposed to be catalysts of change, you know? When they say out with the old, in with the new, it literally has to be new. Everything that fucking young people bring forth has to be new. We have to bring new ideas. We have to bring new, fresh ideas and new energy to those ideas. In order for things to change for the better, the world needs young people to come up with young, fresh, and energetic ideas to transform the world. But in China, it's vice versa. Young people are out there protecting fucking systems of control. These young kids are all over Billy Billy, right? Sharing fucking nationalist content. How about talk about video games? You know? Talk about something else. Do better. Be a fucking kid. Jesus, man. These kids, man. Enjoy your fucking youth. You are young. The fuck are y'all doing? You know? Jesus, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. The model of the story is, okay, I don't want to fucking uncover racism. Legit. I don't want to fucking discover racism. No. No. I want racism to be on a silver platter. I want to see it with my own too. Plain and fucking simple. Stop asking these companies to censor people. No. If the fucking KKK... Want to talk about KKK shit? <laughs> right? Let them talk about KKK shit. So that we can know who's a member. We are surrounded by racist motherfuckers. Right? Who are hiding their racism. Legit. Bruv, back in the day, KKK members were out there fucking dating black people. Hiring black people. Right? Going to fucking black churches. Some of them were fucking pastors and shit. They were great members of the community. There's a reason why they hid their fucking faces. There's a reason why the KKK wore masks. Okay? It's because they wanted to hide. They were ashamed by their racism, but they were racist. Right? And they didn't want people to know. They wanted to pretend as if they love black people in their normal lives, right? Without the masks, they want to fucking act like they love black people. But when they rock the mask, their true selves come out. You know? So that's what I want. I want their fucking true selves to come out minus the fucking mask. I want these racists to be unmasked. Django, unchained, huh? Huh? Racist, unmasked. That's what I want. That's all I fucking want. That's all I want. You know? I want the people who hate my skin color to actually say it and put it out there. That shit is dope. I respect that. Fuck them, but I respect that. I respect that. Right? I respect that. I want to know who is who, bro. Honestly. 
I'm sick and tired of motherfuckers hiding in closets and shit. Like fucking Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, oh, I've been hiding because I was scared what people are going to say. I'm gay. I'm gay, guys. I'm a lesbian. Eh? I like a gay law. You know? I'm sick and tired of people living in fucking closets. Come out the fucking closet, Ellen. Right? Tell us you are gay. Tell us you are mean. Tell us you got a bad heart. Tell us you're a horrible person. Bruv, if Ellen got on social media and actually said, Hey, listen, I'm sick and tired of hiding my true self. I'm a fucking asshole. I'm a mean person. Fuck all of y'all. Fuck what you guys believe. Fuck your mama. Fuck your papa. Your papa. Fuck your church. Ellen out. Mic drop. Bruv, if Ellen was to do that, I'd fucking respect her more. Okay? Legit. Do I, do I respect her right now? Well, why am I saying I respect her more? I don't respect her now. Right? I really don't. It's whatever to you. Right? It's whatever, bro. And listen, bro. I support the LGBTQI community. Hey, oh. oh FYI. FYI. It's fucking Pride Month. Okay? It's June. It's Pride Month. So salute to my LGBTQI listeners. I love you guys. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Your community is amazing. Bruv, yo, black people need to learn from the fucking LGBTQI community because that community sticks together, bro. All facts. Pride Month, listen, listen. I think every fab... In America, it's fucking Black History Month. Yo, fam, every fab needs to be Black Pride Month. Facts. Legit. Worldwide. Black people worldwide come together. We support each other's businesses. We fucking march. We sing. We cook. We dance. We have fun. We eat fucking watermelons without being judged. We eat fucking chicken without being fucking judged. That's what we need. Fuck these racist fucks. Watermelon is amazing. Fuck these racist fucks. Chicken is fucking amazing. Fuck them. Fuck them. Motherfuckers are turning fucking food into race shit. Fuck it. Just food. Just eat. Just fucking eat. We are all gonna die. Memento Mori. Remember that. So salute to my gay people out there, man. Salute. Salute to the LGBTQI community. Salute to all of y'all. It's a beautiful thing, man. And I encourage people who are living in a fucking closet to come out. Come out. Just be real. Come out. Tell the world. We'll celebrate you, bro. We'll celebrate you. Come out. You know, but I don't fuck with Ellen, you know, yeah, but if she came out and said, hey, I'm a mean person, fuck it. I'm sick and tired of saying, oh, be kind to one another. Fuck that. Be mean to one another. If she came out and said that, listen, salute. Salute to Ellen. Right. If she came out and said that. I'd be a big fan. Honestly, I'd be a fucking big fan.
you know? <sighs> but I digress, man. This world is crazy, bro. 2020 has been fucking wild, you know? And just when you think things weren't gonna get wilder, Ebola decides to pop up for a fucking cameo in the DRC in Congo. Ebola popped up and killed five people. What's going on? And I think some of them are family members, if not all of them. I, I'm not sure about that, but, but it killed five people. Madness. And bruv, we all know why this is happening, right? We all know why this is happening. This is happening because the whole world is currently focusing on one disease, COVID-19, right? We have neglected the other fucking sicknesses out there and they are popping up. Sicknesses like fucking measles and polio are popping up, right? Ebola is back. Ebola is fucking back, bruv. Back like a father who had a family, left that family to go start a second family, and now he's back to his first family because shit got hard out there. Ebola is back like snapbacks. Ebola is back. Legit. Ebola is back. Like the Kashi 69. Ebola is back. Gooba. Okay? Hey! Gooba. Ebola. Is back. 2020 has been wild, bruv. Fam, this has been a historical year, bruv. We are literally living through history in real time. Like, this year is gonna be taught in schools. And the fact that I'm 28 and I'm living through it is amazing. And I documented, like, a lot of it. It's incredible. It's fucking incredible. I can't wait to fucking share these pieces of audio with my kids and my grandkids. And, you know, it's going to be dope. Can't wait for that. It's going to be fucking amazing. You know, we are literally living through history, bruv. Can y'all feel it? Can y'all feel all of this fucking history? That's happening around us. The good, bad, and the ugly. I, I know that there's a lot of bad things happening right now. But bruv, like just go outside and then just take it all in. It's all historical. Take this year in. It's a historical year. You know? Ebola is back. That shit is wild. Wow. Ebola is out here making a fucking cameo appearance like John Favreau and Seinfeld. Remember that? John Favreau, the fucking director of Iron Man. He was once on Seinfeld as fucking Eric the Clown. And he was like, I don't know who Bozo the Clown is. I don't know. And George was like, nah, bro, I don't believe you, bro. Of course. Of course he knows who fucking Bozo is. Bozo is one of the most famous clowns of all time. Everybody knows who Bozo is. Right? Everybody knows who Bozo is. Wait, you guys don't know who Bozo is? You guys don't know Donald Trump? Like, hey, yo, bro, yo, yo, keep it two Virgils with me. You don't know who Bozo the Trump is? You don't? Bruv, you don't know who Bozo the Clown is? Hey, bro, keep it two Virgils. You don't know who Bozo the Donald is? Huh? 
You don't. Do better, bruv. Do better. Look at yourself in the mirror. And keep it two Virgils with yourself. Do better. Two Virgils. Wait, 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 wait. There's something I forgot to mention. On that bullshit-ass apology that Virgil wrote. He mentions that he didn't donate $50. He, in fact, donated $20,000 plus. Listen, Virgil Abloh. Uh-uh. We don't give a fuck. Okay? You said what you said. You did what you did. And you did it the way that you did it. Okay? You did what you did. How you did it. And we don't. Give a fuck. Keep your apology. Bruv, this fucking dude, right? On his apology, he told us that he's black. Like, black, black. Like, black, black, black. Number one. Number two, he had the fucking audacity to write Louis Vuitton in italics. Bruh. Bruh. As if that wasn't fucking crass enough. At the end of the fucking letter, he wrote Virgil and then he put the fucking trademark sign on his name. Virgil trademark. Listen, bruv. Listen. Listen. I want to keep it two Virgils with you guys. Okay? I want to be honest with you. I want to be honest with myself. Some black people are not with us. And it's okay. Okay? That's number one. Number two, fuck Virgil Abloh. Okay? Fuck Virgil Abloh. I repeat, fuck Virgil Abloh. Two Virgils. I mean, might as well. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Get this dance. You about to lose your job because you are detaining me for nothing. You about to lose your job. Cause you ain't got no reason.